Welcome to Peaking to Success, the podcast that delves deep into our guest success stories. The highs, the lows, the lessons learned, and if there's any exciting future plans lined up. Talking about future plans, Peaking into Success is proudly supported by Peak Wills and Estate Planning. We're here to support you with any future planning. Long gone are the times of solicitors in suits and ties and dark rooms and outdated practices. We are proud to offer a fresh and dynamic approach to the stuffy old world of wills, changing the way we talk about what happens when we die. But... That's enough talk about death on a podcast introduction. It's time to pass you over to Peeking Into Success host, Mr. Adam Kahn. Whose success are we peeking into this episode, Adam? Thanks, Sam. Today we've got on a man who is an amazing comedian, as well as having his own podcast. We've got on Simon Wozniak. Want to know what's happening within Derby's black community? Or perhaps you have a story of your own to share? Then look no further than Majatu, your one-stop source for local African and Caribbean news. With our digital news platform and quarterly print magazine, keep up to date on all of the latest in arts, entertainment, food, sports and more. Find us online at mojatu.com. Hi Simon, how are we today? I'm good Adam, how are you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. We've just been talking of course about how nervous you feel, even though you've just been and performed a sold out show in Nottingham. Yeah, nerves are probably, I was probably just sort of jesting with the nerves for this. I think it's just, I think the the irony isn't lost on me with the name of the podcast. <laughs> Why that? It to success. <laughs> I do enjoy that. As soon as you messaged me about coming on, I thought, oh, this is funny. The idea that I am on a PE into success podcast. Don't you feel that you're successful <laughs> in any way? Um, it's difficult, isn't it, though? Like, because obviously I'm, I'm sort of, as we discussed, people heard Jamie's podcast and yeah. then sort of requested to go, oh, where's Simon? Which is what you said. Yeah. Where's Simon? To which I answered, yeah, where is Simon? <laughs> where is he? Now, I suppose I'm successful in so much as that, like, I've, I've managed to, to make comedy a living. Yeah. Whilst I've still got a job. Okay. It's just a regular office job. Can't go into too much or anything, but it's just a regular job. Yeah. But comedy, it, it, in the next few months, hopefully, all being well, it will become a, the living. <laughs> oh, there you go. We'll take your pill, Adam. That's it. Just getting into it. There's five minutes in. His phone goes off. <laughs> Not even a podcast. I do a gig and a phone goes off. Come to the podcast. I know. Keep that in. Keep that in. Keep that in. Oh, and that's, that's it. You answer the text. You answer the text. No, no, it's not a text. <laughs> no, no, it's, um, it's medication. Oh, I'm an epileptic, that's all. Right, we'll jump back in. That. <laughs> right, you okay? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm all good. I'm start convulsing. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. It's all good. It would be if I... I have then success you just take over. saving your life. Peeking into success, that yeah. would be your success. Uh, yeah, saving Adam. <laughs> So, no, it's all good. Right, okay, what are we talking about? You're oh, yeah, about you in your 9 to 5 and... Yeah, so yeah, so hopefully that is going to change in the next few months. Um, mainly just because I need to, I feel like I need to just, just give this a go. Yeah. Fully. So do you think, I spoke to other acts like Scott Bennett, who was the same sort of, well, I'm about 9 years in, and he said he was about 10 when he... You hit like a ceiling. He said he felt like he hit a ceiling. That was a bit like the same. Like you don't think it does, but the, that that then Monday to Friday days, even no matter how negligible the job is or something, they do take up 
time that you yeah. could be working on stuff and you know writing new stuff and then going out and having the energy to go out into the new material like so i do think i'm there now so i think that's why i'm gonna jump into it now and just take the hit on which isn't ideal you know you're never not gonna miss money the, the level i'm at yeah but, but you've got but you've got a good structure as you've got of course comedy and the podcast as well so you've got kind of multiple avenues you can go down which would of course generate money for yourself yeah, the main, my main, but I am just a, a circuit comic. That's what I am yeah. at the minute, which is what, you know, you, you, like Jamie's just that next rung up now. And for, well, he's, he's like a rung up, but like the high end of that other rung, like obviously he's massive success with that. He's like people that are touring half his numbers yeah. tickets wise, but that's still a decent tour for a circuit act to make that leap into it. So I think that's my next step is to start trying to get into doing my own shows and build from there. Which of course you're doing the live show for the podcast, so is that kind of a step into kind of doing your own <laughs> No, that 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 up my podcast is uh it's it is something it is obviously something I'm consistently putting out and I'm I'm putting the time in and all that. But it's that live show is just something we're doing for like the, the as a Patreon special okay. on Patreon. It's not like my own show. Like the next step will probably be probably in the new year to put on a few shows and just see what I can sell and just do, you know, 40, 50, 60 minutes, whatever. And then just see, is there a show there? And then see what I could do with that show. Nice. Whether that be go to like the Leicester Comedy Festival and then whether or not you do Edinburgh. That's the thing now. Obviously there's a lot of comics, especially the North, we're like, Done with Edinburgh. It's Patreon podcast tour. That's the that's the <laughs> northwest mo. Is you get a podcast, you get a Patreon, and then you get your own fans. That's what the northwest do. But I think sometimes when you do have that hour, and if you haven't got the profile to sell out a tour like Jamie's got, yeah, and you go, well, I'm gonna have to do this hour. What do I do? Like some comics are just filming their own hour. But then I think when you put on that hour on YouTube and you've not toward that hour so to me if i mean it's probably that they do do that but for me from a financial and work thing i think if i put together an hour i'd like to tour it before releasing it that makes sense whereas people are just getting they're big enough to fill a room once or twice so they do that and then they put it out to build profile that makes, but that makes i would be i i get that and that's probably something i'll probably end up doing but in an ideal world, it would be more like Jamie. And to an extent, Paul Smith, he never put an hour out. He no. put one out when he was on his way up in that Seal Street when he sold like 80 tickets. But like, he's always done hours, but never released anything. So when he was ready to tour, he had, he knew what he was doing, he had the material, he had everything. So I just think of a, a, a thing of it is, you go and film an hour, fill one room with 200 people once, Put that on YouTube, and that'll have five six point six k views in nine months' time. Clip that up and stick it online, see what happens. But then I go with them that show. Imagine if you had to follow them when you did that show, you could have sold five thousand tickets. Never on YouTube. Very true. That's the thing I'm wrestling with. <laughs> <in a minute. laughs> 
But I mean, surely with the <coughs> tour that you're doing at the moment, like supporting with that, that's building more of a name for yourself as well. Surely. Yeah, no, it definitely helps doing like tour support because tour support are people who've bought tickets for, for a show and want to do it and want to listen and go to the show. Yeah. It's such a different beast for club club gigs. Like club gigs are, are half of them probably have been dragged along. They, they didn't really, they've got no vested interest. Like sometimes we perform at a group of people and they're thinking, that table have absolutely there's no jeopardy in them behaving badly because they don't mind getting kicked out. <laughs> so how to try and control a table of twelve who don't mind getting asked to leave? So like what? So the club comedy becomes this like wrestle sometimes, and then that's when you, and then um, build doing the tour support though is they're all there for. That show, yeah. for example, like when I did Russell Kane, I did a Russell Kane tour support with Grimsby, about nine hundred people, and that's like probably one of the biggest crowds I've done. But there was no like, oh, because now I'm used to like the, the the club thing, which can be oh they're being knobheads, that table <laughs> over there, oh they've been shouting, screaming, they're dressed as fucking smears, and you're thinking, ah, oh, and you go up there and the MCs up and then it's bubbling, it's fizzing, and you're thinking this isn't an environment to sit and listen. Yeah, yeah. These people are scraping chairs, shouting drinks orders, nipping off to the toilets. <laughs> Whereas when I went to do the Russell Kane, 900 people, but they're there, they paid 25, 30 for the ticket, whatever. They get two pints, they sit down, and they're there to watch the show. Like you go to a cinema, you want to go to the cinema no. and be there and go, What do you want from the. And then it's five minutes in, and you go, I'm just going to go get some wickets from the bar with it. <laughs> You're like, Are you going to watch the film or not? Are you? Yeah. And so, so it's just doing tour support is. And they're generally fans, they're going like, right, okay, if that's the guy I like and this is the guy he's bought with him or whatever, then maybe I'll like him and I'll follow him if it goes well. So if he, if he does all right, that's how the circuit sort of happens now. Don't know, do you know that about the circuit? Like, then the bigger acts tend to have the support to help yeah. support build. And I mean, with your podcast, I've noticed a lot with comedian podcasts, they've got quite a, like, ride or die fan base haven't they so like they kind of back you and if you do anything like you've done the patreon now and kind of if you go on the tour they will come to it and that's kind of grown your market more would you agree or yeah no i think that i think podcast fans are are diehards yeah and um, mine at the minute isn't got enough of a following it's like they've got people that really love it and we have, we have got, we get quite a few listeners, but we sort of we're a bit under the radar at the minute. You've obviously got Have a Word and then Green Room, yeah. That are like the leading ones that are like popping off. And then you got like What's Happening as well, who are a big podcast in the northwest, and Dead Men. So you got these ones that are building, and then our one at the minute is people enjoy it, people like listen to it and everything. But we couldn't quite tour off it, or we're not big enough to get. I don't know. Neither Rob or I have tried putting on. An hour. Okay. So the po- doing a live podcast is a different thing than as we said. We're, we're going to do at a show. I'm going to do a show at hot water for an hour. Rob's going to do a show at hot water for an hour. So doing a live podcast show isn't quite going to see stand up. So I mean, yeah, that makes it's sense. Not right. the same thing. Has it sold well? The podcast. The show? live podcast yeah. show. <laughs> I haven't checked. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're just going to turn we'll, up and if it goes person a whole room. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. We bring on comics that are like popular. We try to get like acts who've been on the popular show. Try to get like Phil Ellis, who's a popular guest. 
Jamie, if he could, if he could be asked, we'd probably can't <laughs> now. Um, who else we get him on? We'll get a few other people on. Nice. Um, and then bring them down. So it's, it's just mainly apples all having a laugh. So it's just literally like the podcast live. Yeah, and then also Jamie is doing a show on the same night that I'm supporting him on. So oh, nice. Trying okay. to tie that in with any of his <laughs> leftovers that he can. You want to go see Jamie? Why not come in the afternoon and watch our live show? And then go see Jamie. <laughs> Good but way yeah. of catching them. <laughs> yeah, all these little things. But... Um, we, can we go back to the beginning with you mm-hmm. and kind of how you got into kind of the comedy? Um, right, so going right back to the beginning. So I've said this on my podcast and on my Patreon. So, so I sort of was not interested in stand-up really at all. Always like laughing, always laughing in class. Always, not necessarily the funny one, but always up for laugh, having a laugh, getting told to stop laughing, stop messing about, stand outside, you're laughing now and all this. Not a naughty kid, but always like laughing, lazy as well, didn't really want to. Not a bad brain, not one of these going, I was dead, I, just, I was alright, I could get by. Yeah. Um, and then I think got through school, managed to get my GCSEs because just, I just did. Uh, a levels were then a, different, a slightly different beast, but I kept the same ethic. Okay. So I did. I had GCSE ethic in the A levels, and the, yeah, I think you just needed that little bit more. I'm not that much of a brain box that I could ace A levels. I managed to get. No, I got the GCSEs all passed. Gone to sixth form because that was the easy option. Yeah. Like, what's everyone else doing? Sixth form. All right, Sam, I'll do sixth form. And then I remember trying to get my English teacher to say, can I do A level English? And she refused because all I did in her class was fall asleep. I just went to sleep. <laughs> so I had to be really rude and be just standing my head down on the desk and sleep because I was tired. And then I went, can I do A level? She was like, no, I don't, I don't want to do it. So I was like, oh, fine, I'll do more. And then <laughs> so I wasn't asked. Anyway. Yeah. So did A-levels, two years doing that, everyone's there the second year. Oh, UCAS filling UCAS, what's your UCAS for? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what, what are you all panicking about? What, what are you doing? And I was like, and I also got moved up when I was in year in reception, because the class was too big, not to be great, and I was the eldest. <laughs> so I was only like a year behind as well. Okay. So I was only 17, I was, I was like, what's everyone panicking about with UCAS and all this and that? And chill, don't bother filling it in then. And then they all, the A-level results, they were all panicking. I was like, I know I failed, I'm not that. So I got me results, I was like, yeah, shite. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> shite. So I was like, well, that's it, I got C and PE, and then the rest of shit. So I was like, right, and then I got home, and I was like, everyone was like, worried and bullet. And then I said, oh yeah, this is my results three months. I was like, well, and then I was like, after the summer, I had a great summer, just went around, doing whatever. So you gotta get a job. That's when shit got real. <laughs> you gotta get a job. I was like, what? I'm like, I'm like, fucking. I'm, I'm known as middle class on the same sort of thing, but I'm still, I'm, I'm not quite that good as people <laughs> think, I think, but anyway, like, it's like, what do you mean job? Like, oh, I, was, I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't comprehend yeah. job. First thing was like, you can sign up, who said you can sign up, but sound, went to the job centre, <laughs> went to the job centre, could not believe it, fantastic, <laughs> 100 quid every two weeks, into your bank account, I'd never have any money. And they always, always keep up 20 quid in me, you give me 10, I keep up 20 quid, keep up 30 quid, yeah. keep up all that. So then I was like, what, every other Friday, 100 quid straight in. Just signing on Tuesday, saying, handed CV into Tyrac, waiting to hear. <laughs> handed CV into Miller's Cafe, waiting to hear. There's my job search, stamp, stamp, stamp. 
tons up and like, what is this? <laughs> so they do that, off the Betty's, everything or whatever, with my, with my brother just fucking, <laughs> great time, loved it. And then, and so you've got to get a job. I was like, oh. So I ended up getting a job in John Lewis on supply chain at 18, and I was up at like half five every morning. To, to, to go to get into to town to John Lewis for like half six, seven start and then do like seven, three or eight, four or something. And after I did that, I was like, I was like, so what, what, what now? And then so well, this is, this is work. This is what being, this is what you do. And that's when, oh, fuck this. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. And I also wanted to be a footballer, obviously. That dream lasted till about 20, which was a bit late to be honest with So I won't go into the football dream, but like, so anyway. John Lewis did that up every month. Like, this is not happening. This is not happening. Started to look at, made like the office, you know, watched the office, it's never funny. Watched it, got obsessed with like the outtakes of the office. And I was like, he, he looks at him and he's having a fucking absolute screaming. And I'm pretty sure he's raised with 80 million because of the office. Yeah, yeah. I thought, well, I'll do this. And I saw it and I thought, <laughs> I, I love laughing. He's having a laugh. I could mess about. I'll be a sitcom writer. So I write a sitcom. So I start noting things in my notes on my phone, or like go to John Lewis and notes something funny, or, and then I'm like, wait, wait, it's down. And then I, I read a few books about character and everything. And I remember getting a pad, first time I got a pad, and then the first time you're trying to write a script, it's quite daunting, especially people from where I've got no, no one in the arts, no one has ever even, there's not one person in it, it's just a the drama, but there's not one person that had any link to anything. So it's just like, so, so I had this pad fire up and I was thinking of a script idea and I was thinking, what am I going to do it about? And then started doing it about me going to the job centre for life at the time. And uh, and then you're writing and, you, and then you're, when am I going to write dialogue? And writing dialogue's like real, you go, oh fuck, like writing dialogue's like, damn, colon, and you're thinking, what the fuck is this? And again, it's like, oh, this yeah. isn't you, you're not a nerd, you're not a writer. <laughs> But then I also, my brother was unemployed as well at the time, so me and him used to just make, he used to make me die laughing. Like, just all the time, we just wind our dad up. And it was, it was so funny, and it was just like, but it got funny because it was so real. It wasn't like fake anger, it was real anger. So when I see acting, or if I was, if I was lucky enough to get sick or something, I'd be like, you need to act this straight. None of this yeah. comedy acting. I want you to act it straight get wound up about, you know, let's put this fence panel in. And like and and just the anger and, and that, that I love that I find hysterical. The fighting. Like I'd be like, oh this is so funny. Like they like, like fighting like wrestling yeah, and yeah. I was like this is so and then I thought right I'm gonna write a sitcom. And it also did some mad characters. So I've got a character called Michael Bingham that I did. Filmed him as a documentary thinking right, I can make a documentary look real put him on YouTube, send him to production companies, they're going to go, genius, get him in, boom. So did that for about three years, started writing, and then after about, probably about 18, 19 to like 21, 22, sending things off to production companies. One guy got in touch with me when I sent a, D- a DVD of the Michael Bingham guy in, and he went, go come and have a chat, and I thought, this is it. This is this, this local production company. I'm, I'm, this is it now, I'm, they're going to make it, they're going to recognise me, genius. <laughs> And you fly it, and he went, it's good. And I was like, he was like, I think you've, you've got quite a strong vision. I'll give you some of my guys to go away and film some of this script for whatever you think you can do. And sound, definitely. Got them. Two days with them. Awful. Awful. 
just these three John Law students that wanted to do cinema sort of thing, just to come and film me on my own. I was trying to organise actors and everything, and it, it was I, from the first time they got there to film the first day to the last day, it was just awful. Awful. <laughs> so what I did, I thought was funny, I enjoyed it, edited it myself, pieced it together, sent it off, then they tend to do it, then it went shit, just, I was like, ugh, oh, I hated it, I felt sick, and the production company guy said, I don't believe the central premise of the character, that devastated me, wasted my time, I thought, what, what am I doing here now, like, I'm, I'm fucked, I'm 21, I've wrote this for the past two and a half years, I filmed it, didn't go great, ah, oh, I'm, I'm and then I filmed it again, filmed it again with the reversed backstory, so he wasn't smacking now, the fantasist. So now I'm filming this again, and that's the one that's on YouTube now. It's the one that last did it, was about 22. And then after getting nowhere with these scripts, and I wrote all the scripts of all the other sitcom, I full like six episode ones as well, like that. Got them there. They're probably shit, but I've got them. And then um, I just went, oh, fuck this. Like, kill yourself. Like, not kill... I say, I say, I say, I say it like that. I'm not being that... It, it's not far off that, though. Literally, no, like, I could not face working a full... T- a job as a job. I, I can't do this. I, I'd rather be dead. Like, genuinely, I'd rather kill myself. But then I always had this thing of... I was watching a lot of interviews of comedians, and they'd be like... Um, they all did stand up. Like, oh, there's a thing here. Like, all the writers of sitcoms and everyone, they've all dabbled in stand up. Yeah. And I also thought the idea that, like, if they, they read it, you know, this isn't funny, but if you keep making rooms and people laugh around the country, they go, well, maybe he is funny and this will be funny because he's, he's making thousands of people laugh every time. And when I laugh at the script, maybe we're the ones that sort of among us. Do you know what I mean? That's how yeah. it works. So I think that's why people end up going to stand up is to prove they're a funny person. So that, that gives the script more credibility than just someone going, Who are you? you know, or just some guy, I think that's funny. Because something written down sometimes, especially the comedy I like, wouldn't necessarily be funny. I don't like joke jokes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's not yeah. like there's going to be a funny other type, it's about the, the vision of what I see me in a funny scene. Anyway, um, so it's sort of like, oh, what's the fucking point? rather be dead than work a job forever but I thought before you kill yourself do stand up yeah like that's my advice to anyone that wants to kill themselves and he's all advice is before you do it go and do something that's like terrifying or scary they go oh I'll do it what I'll do is I'll go to Cuba or I'll go I'll go somewhere just do yeah. something that's a little bit out of your comfort zone and go well you might as well do that because you're going to be dead anyway I know this is dark now. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. But like, that's what it felt like. Like, it felt, I was so alien to do a stand up. There's absolutely no way someone like me and my voice can make anyone laugh. You're not, you're not going to be able to do this. But I thought, it's that or. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, we'll do that. That'll be that terrible that you'll want to end it all. And then you go up on stage, you do it, you come off, after you get gonged off after two and a half minutes, and then you go home, you go back to work and you realise no one gives a fuck and then you go oh I'll do it again that's how I ended up doing stand up went up there on time two and a half minutes gonged off came down off the, off the stage at the fucking bucket had the pint went on the train back went to bed woke up no one knew I'd done it didn't tell friends family anyone like that 
Just went to work again two days later. I was thinking, oh well, not, not, nothing's happened. It's not that bad. Yeah. Dying on your ass in front of anyone or something going terribly isn't that bad. People don't care. There's not many things I think you could have a go at that people would generally care about. They've got other shit going on. Yeah. Apart from like when you're young, when you're 16 to 22, people are still working their lives out and they haven't had life twat them yet. They haven't been twatted by life, so they've got, oh, have you seen things you're doing this? We'll share that. By the time they get to theatre, so they've got shit, shit going on. They've got yeah, yeah. paid bills, people are dying, people are getting sick, people are breaking down, the family got to help them out, they've got this going on. So they haven't really got time to give a shit about what you do. So that I just think that, so that's how I ended up doing it when it wasn't that bad. So I went, well, I'll just do this. And I think, I'll get good at this. And then I notoriously died for 18 months. Okay. Tanked every gig, pretty much. Couldn't speak, couldn't finish a sentence. Because when I'd watch a comic, have I gone on too long here? Do we need to? No, 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 no. When, when I'd watch a comic, like, I remember like watching like, someone like Steve Shanyaski in the Holiday Inn group, uh, when, when Hot Water was in the Holiday Inn. Yeah. And he's, 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 he's largely with punchlines and that. And because the laughter in his thing, it sounded like there was never a break in, there was never any silence. And I was like, well, you've got to be like this. And um, and then I realised, oh, there is silence, but it's like the laugh, then you let them laugh, then you go again. And But I used to go up there, and as soon as I'd hit the heel, silence. As soon as well, as they sound like that, and then as soon as that applause goes down, I'm speaking, and there's no laughter. And I go, oh, fuck. And then I'm panicking now. And then I'm mumbling, and I'm muttering, and then there's no laugh points. Because I've just, it's been blind panic from the first bit of silence I heard. Yeah. And then I've just, and then I just did that for 18 months. And it got to a point where people were going, like, Paul Smith was it, like, like, when he wasn't massive, he was saying, like, every time I turn up on a Sunday and I was on the bill, everyone's like, fuck, you know, I mean, don't know how the hell this guy's fucking got the energy to keep coming back. Like, every gig is just, he's just muttering and mumbling off into nothing. And then audiences laugh sometimes because they're quite kind. Some of them are quite kind on Sunday and Amateur Night. And then at one gong show at Beat the Frog. Oh, at one, I did a gong show in Liverpool for Hot Water in this cellar bar. And then I was doing shit. Uh, half empty room, doing shit. And then someone put a card up. And then I just went, oh, fuck this. And I just started ranting. Um, and then that was getting laughs and that was quite funny and I got through to the end then. And I was like, oh wow. And then, I, and then I got to the point when I went, right, just go up on stage and say what you want to say. And just say what you want to say. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about the laughs. Don't worry about it getting that. Just just say what you want to say now because you've done this for two, 18 months, two years now. And it's gone nowhere because you're not speaking. You're just going, oh, and, 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 and I was, oh, I was fucking, it's, oh, yeah, fucking, that was it. <laughs> That was it. I was like, all these people, what the fuck is wrong with this man? And then I just went about to beat the frog and I just said, I, I got my words out and I smashed it and I, I did well. And I was sort of stamping on laughs a bit because I was just like, I just, I'm just want to get this out. Get what you thought <laughs> out. Say it audibly and at least let them listen to that. And then that went well. And then from then, it was Dan Nightingale compared it and then he was, I think he sort of put a word in for me about, oh, he smashed them, he smashed them. Beat the frog, you did well this, did, 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 did. and then people started giving me tens and you know, oh you come do ten minutes here for nothing, and then you think, oh, oh. Nice. like and then you think, of, oh it's going somewhere now because you're getting ten minutes at, at, at a proper gig sort of thing. You turn up, and there's like 
people with seats on a stage and that, not like buying a fruit machine, you know, I'm doing a ten year now and then you get more confident and then the more confident the longer I kept going, the more you learn. And then you just start seeing other acts. I remember when I seen uh, Seymour Mace opening in Hartlepool and he went on Seymour's a bit of a not as much of a mainstream act, he's a bit more sort of weirder, but he's brilliant, everyone loves him. And uh, he went on Hartlepool and I seen him do five minutes and it was to not much. And then as it, the twenty went on, he was smashing it. Yeah. And I, and I went, Oh, you can just start and talk and let them see you confident. Little things like that that you just, I just never even entered my head. So I like, just seem like you can go up there, you can say your first few lines, they can get nothing, and you just go, Okay, this is just I'm still confident, still in control, still everything's fine, I'm not panicking, so you don't need to panic and then that works. And then when I learned that, that's when I became a little bit better at slowing down and being still on stage. And it just takes time to get there. Well, um, so mean, that's how I start, basically just going like, death and despair, you're going to fucking kill yourself. You might not give stand up and go, it's not actually that bad when you die on your arse. I'll just keep doing this then until I think I get good at it. Because I thought I can, I can make people laugh. I think I've seen funny things and observed funny things in the world to go, I can do that. I listen to comedians. I felt I felt relatable to comedians. I was more interested in hearing about their life than about listening to their stand up. I was like, I want to know what they think, like how they feel about performing, how they got into it. And so there's a lot of similarities with the big comedians to other comedians. Like, oh yeah, I'm like them. So I thought, I'm like them. I think I'm funny. I'll get there. And then it, it just sort of worked itself out. But I mean, what you're showing now is. Of course, at the beginning you were saying you don't know about success and you don't know if you'd associate yourself with it, but what you're showing is that there is ups and downs. Yes, you you didn't know what you were doing and you kind of was lost with what you wanted to do, Yeah. but you've just shown that, yeah, I'm going to grind at something mm-hmm. and look where you are now. So. Still, still... You can still be lost now as a stand-up because yeah. you go, you get disillusioned with it. You go, what is this? What? Where is it going for me now? So like, like you say, when, when you get, you sort of equate your success. I suppose you can be, you can be where I'm at now, and you could be as happy as you want to be. Yeah. Happiness is, I think, you dictate about what your success is. By like where I'm at, some people go, that would be more than enough success. But then sometimes you go like, if I start telling myself that, am I just gonna, am I just that guy then? Yeah. So there's that fight you always got to have yourself about being content, being happy with where you are, whatever comes, comes. And then you think, but if you're content and happy with whatever comes, comes, everyone that seems to be at the top seems to be this like sort of sociopathic fucking, on this one single mind thing, I've got to be that. So you go, oh, if I'm just sort of saying, well, I'm, I'm making a living. Yeah. You go, well, then, then that's all you're going to make then. And you think, oh, now I need to be unhappy with this to get there. <laughs> And then I think that's the, that fucks you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you just go, I'm happy with, with what I do, you know, then that's all you're going to do then. But then you go, but then you go, right, well, don't go like that. Be unhappy with where you're at. Even though what some people, let's say, I imagine that happens with even bigger comics who are doing like 2,000 seasons, they might go, why am I not doing the arena? Do you know what I mean? It's that so, level yeah. thing. It's that level. Pushing for more, isn't it? Yeah, it's that thing of going, I'm successful, like, that's it, you know, like, I'm, I, I do this, I do this. Like you said to me now, would you be after selling uh, 50,000 tickets uh, a year 
for the next 25 years I probably go I'll, I'll be content with that yeah but then I'd also go I don't want to say I'd be content with that because I go no because then is that the map is that my peaking out there yeah true but that 50,000 tickets for 25 years you know that's not bad that's successful in yeah. your own realm but then you go but then what about if I want to do 500,000 tickets <laughs> in a year like like there's just so many things like that no I like that I mean it's <coughs> I think that's true in all yeah, yeah. careers, in everything, which is why you get the people at the top that like, are all coke and everything because they're just, wow. Yeah, they need to be on it. Yeah. And they need to be producing more and more and more. Yeah. And that's where they fall off the bandwagon. Yeah, and they look at it and they go like, why can't you just have two Bugatti? Well, he's got three. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you go like, well, they've got three. Like, yeah, but you've got two Bugattis. like, you know. Still a lot. It, it never ends. <laughs> But then I think we're sold that thing in the, in the media of this non-stop grind thing. Yeah. It was like, keep your grind. He was like, I'm not, do, why, what do you mean keep your grind? When do you go that the grind's done now? That's it. I've got 300 million. Is the grind not done? Like, in, in yeah. entertainment. So you look at like, like Kevin Hart, and you'd be like, he's just eight more, 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 and I'm like, well, would he not just be fine with just half of that, and I could have just chilled? Well, he probably wouldn't be kept, he wouldn't be where he is. He wouldn't if have half of that yeah, if he didn't have the mindset to go further. True. It's all it's all these things that <laughs> I just think about and you go like, do I just say I'm content? No, because then you'd be gonna be that's what you're gonna be. And with the not being content, do you feel that's where the podcast came in to kind of <coughs> the podcast came in. To the do you feel like yeah. it was comedy and then you were like, right, I need to Start something Con- else over Content. That. Yeah. It's everyone else has got one content. And then have a word, obviously. I, I do uh, have agreements with them in so much that I think they've they've conned the rest of us. <laughs> they've conned the rest of the comedy world thinking, oh, especially in the UK, that, oh, we can all make X amount of money a month. And it's like, he can. It's hard. And we are an anomaly in a way. Yeah. And it's just like, so you're like, it's it's all just yeah. How how do you find podcasting compared to stand up? Uh, I podcasting is a slog. <laughs> it's a slog, as you know, with yeah. getting guests. You know, yeah, so pull guests pulling. Uh, you go, oh, I've got to do this now. I'm going away, but we need to get this recorded. And they're not short either. No. The the two the travelling time setting up. I mean, the two three hours of your day for what? For nothing. Very for, true. For no money, and you go. At what point do you go? That's enough for this now. Like if you look at the podcast world, you go like, right, you've been doing it three four years. It's it's not growing. But then you go, well, what if I kept? You know, you what if I kept going? What if we got one guest? Or what if something pops or something like that? That that's that that's what fucks <laughs> me. It's just that whole thing of when do you go, nah? Like when is it that, that when do you go no? That's the thing, and I mean I saw some statistics the other day that was ninety nine percent of people don't get past fifty. Yeah. And ninety five don't get past hundred. Really? Yeah. But there's billions of podcasts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it? So that's how many there is. Yeah, and yeah. So, so you've got to think you're now above 100. 
So yeah. now you're, you're into that like elite mode. <laughs> That's a very positive <laughs> way of looking at it. I don't like that. I like misery. <laughs> There's so many things. This is why I struggle with talking on podcasts, especially when you get an hour, because yeah. I will just ramble and rattle off the 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 way of. So I go, oh this, but then I go, oh this, and then I think this, and I think this, and go, oh, well, that is that enough thing? Well, that pops that the name away, and you're you're back, and you and this constant tussle of what is it you want? Like if you could say what you want, and, and you could say what is it you want? You go, I want that. Yeah. It would probably be unrealistic. But the thing is with podcasts as well, especially with yours, because it's more free-flowing and conversational, a lot of people, well, when I've listened, it feels like, yeah, you're involved in the conversation, even though you're not saying a word. Does yeah. that make sense? So they're like, they may feel involved, they might feel very isolated, and I feel like with yours compared to others, that it feels like you're in a conversation we're, with we're people. Raw. We advertise ourselves as a guerrilla movement. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a guerrilla podcast so like, you know, we, we fight the war with sweatpants tuxedo shoes to quote Patrice O'Neill you know what I mean they were there we're, 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 not, we're not an army we're not that we're, we're, we're there we're guerrilla warfare like you know we're, we're out we're rough and ready you know we, we shit in a bag and move like yes yes <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like you know like there's no slick machine here we're guerrilla like yeah. Anytime, any place, anywhere we go. <laughs> no, I like that. Do you, do you, you can have it if you want. I'll ask if you want. That should be the slogan for your podcast. Well, it's called another one, isn't it? Like, yeah, another yeah. one. That's, that's it. Another one's come out. That's the whole thing of it. But, um, no, but what are we saying about the podcast? It's a guerrilla movement. Yeah, it's a guerrilla movement. <laughs> Um, do you do you know how you said that it was raw? Do you edit it a lot? No. Uh, do do again, you edit any again, of it? This isn't as much as I'd like to. As much as I say that I say I do stand by that the whole podcast is written. Yeah. It's written. The guests come on. They don't know what they're about to say, but we manipulate their minds to say what they're going to say. And it's one of the greatest pieces of art that will not be recognised. So I don't know whether this makes sense. It's a Renaissance piece. <laughs> People go, my God, that podcast was way ahead of the game. They, they were, they were, they were, like, they were the characters. Rob and I are the characters. And then if we try and sell it as art, people might watch it and go, this is interesting, this. And really, it's just two fat lads who, who, can't, who haven't got the energy to produce a podcast. <laughs> just turn up, sit there. Is it literally just you two? That's it, there's no yeah. team. It's why it's gorilla. <laughs> Have you got a team? Me. Exactly. You're gorilla. We're gorilla, yeah. Yeah. You're out there in the wild. You've got you've got a backpack and you've got your gun and you're just moving through the jungle, just just fucking ready to go. Ready to shoot out another. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, we've gone through. Yeah, we've, we've your, got your, waffle. Your, I have waffle. I did tell you I've got waffle. It's cool. I like it. So we've kind of gone through your kind of history, shall we say. Podcasting. Any hate listeners to this right now, I hope you're enjoying it as well. <laughs> Listen to me go, that fucking gobshite talking with all that highfalutin nonsense. Oh no, I, I think you. it's good. It's good. And it's, you've been inspiring in times as well, so... It's Inspire? Good. In, in now, today? No, oh, no, no. 
what you said about your history, like, oh, yeah, okay. I, I think so anyway, it shows determination to what's wrong with yeah. gorilla man. I also, I, <laughs> but I also think I, I'm, I'm inspired in so much as the one that you get, like, you know, like, Jamie's off sort of thing, he's off, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still in the thick of it, so I, I'm with the listener right now, the listener here is miserable, I'm thinking, oh no, I'm not popping off in what I want to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and I'm going, oh, I, I hear you, brother. I feel you right now, Philip Speaker. <laughs> no, I see no, no. you sat there. The phone's on the armchair. You got a pot noodle. You got half a glass of Rioja. Everyone's in bed. <laughs> it's half eleven. You've just had a bad gig or something's not gone right in the office. You didn't get the job. That other cunt got it. And you're there with your pot noodle now and you're thinking, it's all over now. I'm with you. I see you. I'm there. Touch the screen and feel me. Touch the screen and feel me, because I'm there. How many people, what do you think will actually be touching the screen? <laughs> I am there, I am there touching it going, I feel you man, and now I'm in the struggle with you bro. Just the episode out of your yeah. face to through. And then once, if I ever get successful, fuck all your... <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad saying that now, I thought I was Oh no, 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 I like it. <laughs> um, so of course... We've looked at your career. What would you say is your biggest achievement? Um, I would say biggest achievement is the fact that I mean I'm very uh, I'm apprehensive to ever say I've achieved anything because that's just not my nature. I'm not that guy. But uh, I suppose getting good enough to perform regularly on the circuit from well, we're all in the same boat. I think anyone that achieves becoming a comedian to a, a, a professional standard yeah. and considered like, yeah, they, they make a living from this. Generally, apart from some of the Nepo babies, I'm not naming any of them, Elliot Steele. No, uh, no, but Elliot, you need to get Elliot on, he's great. But um, no, apart from like, when you've got like, a lot of comedians that come from like, no artist background, especially like circuit ones as well, they're like, just some kids who had a, went, fuck this, I'm having a go. Yeah. And then we just kept going. So I think the idea that actually doing it to a professional level is going well that's that's quite something because everybody in your life's going you know you don't tell anyone i didn't tell anyone for years until it got to a point where i had to yeah. but i was like you know because this is embarrassing man like what are you going where for what ashby for nothing <laughs> and then after two years you went to ashby again for 20 quid and they go what are you do, do you know what i mean the concern yeah, yeah. genuine concern for your welfare go like you've been in work all day and now you're driving a five-hour trip to leicester and back for no money, and you were doing it. For, you've been doing this for four years, man. And they're going like, "Are you sure you should go that far?" Do you know what I mean? They're like, yeah, yeah. "Do you have to go that far?" You, you, my mum said, like, "It's a bit far, isn't it?" On a Thursday for, for twenty quid, and you're going like, "Yeah, I've got, to, I've got." To. And then after now, at a point, I go, "Well, this is what I'm doing." So you're doing a lot of driving, and, I, and then I agree. I go, <laughs> "Yeah, that is too far for that." <laughs> But I've got to do it now, because that's, that's how I earn money. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, what are we doing? That, that's when you get in your head, you go like, so hang on, I'm going to Leicester for that, whereas that guy's going to Leicester to do his own show for that. Yeah. And you go, oh, now that's when you get to, we were both the same thing, we were both going to Leicester for the same amount. One pot, boom, he's going to Leicester for different, different, yeah. different money now. Whereas I'm going for the set, and, and that's when you go, oh, that's why I need to push on. Because you that's the thing in stand up as well. You're all looking at people and you're going, like, 
you started with them and they doing what you're doing. You're all doing the same thing, aren't we? Yeah. They're on stage telling funny things or whatever. But they're getting paid an astronomical amount and you're getting paid costs. And you're going like, oh no. <laughs> That's the panic. Yeah. That's the panic because you go, I want to be doing this and be remunerated well. Because it's hard as well. Yeah. It is hard to turn up at gigs and you go, no one knows you, no one really cares. Some gigs are nice, some gigs aren't. You go like, and sometimes you go like, I'd rather if I had to go and gig for no money, 10 minutes from my house, than turn up here for that amount to do the same set or what I'm doing. Yeah. And you go like, I think I'd rather step back, gig and gig locally, and then just be more select. That's what happened, especially with COVID. Like, comedians aren't traveling now, the cost of living, trains, everything. People aren't really putting their, their especially like London to like, going out of London now, it's not worth it for them. Yeah. So the circuit has gotten a bit smaller in that regard, I think. Which, do you think that's made you thrive more because you're willing think, to kind of go about a bit? Or I, I, I do gig a lot. I'm willing to travel a lot because I need money. <laughs> like, I, I need it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm broke, like, I think, and I can't not go to... Like, I had one day off in October, and I just filled it with a gig. Because I go, like, I go... I've got to do, I need that money because also this game just smashing grabs sometimes. <laughs> if you're not going to grab big, you've got to grab a lot when you can get it. Yeah. Because it does, like, it's same with any business or self employment, I think, especially, especially in the arts, you're thinking, this is smashing grab. Like, you get big, you get a viral clip, the industry, they're on you, quick, this, get this show, we can sell tickets, you're hot now. Yeah. And when there's heat on you, you get in and out. So, like, you, you, it bank job it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you have a good Apollo set back in the day. It was like, get them on Mark, get them on this, get them on Jonathan Moss, get them on this, get them on that, we'll sell the arena, cash, money, 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 money. Get them in, get out, bam, gone. This game is about new, 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 and then the older you get, the more you go, oh no. The people that started 10 years before you are doing arenas, you go, oh no. <laughs> oh, and then that's the panic. So, for people trying to get into comedy and kind of, what was the initial question? It was, it was... Oh, well, privacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Common, uh, yeah, we're sort of getting to do it as a profession. So that's nice. Right. And then, of course, for anyone that... <coughs> oh, I'm a daughter. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you just put that in. Do you think... Do you, do you think for people that are trying to get in, of course, you said becoming professionals your career high, mm. do you know of a time where something on or off stage is kind of defined you to kind of push on or like, so for people that might be like you when you have that 12 18 months and yeah. hitting yeah. kind of the same form each set mm. what's something that defines you to kind of push to the next uh, level? so dying for 18 months and that being how miserable that was pushed yeah. me to just speak audibly and get through it at least that then at least you've got your idea so 18 months of misery at the start was like, this is embarrassing, I'll sort it. And then also, it was, it was when I had my daughter, um, that went, oh shit, this is real. Like, you, you can't go to Ashby, or you can't go to Leicester, or you can't go to Nottingham, or you can't go to Glasgow for expenses. You've got to be home or earning. Yeah. And then sense. that went, so that went, every time I went to gig, 
like from 2014 to 2017 when I haven't done so 2014 it was just sort of me pissing about turning on a Sunday having a few cans da, 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 do, be, just sort of really messing about with it yeah. when I found out going out the door I was like right you've got to every, every gig now you've got to get better and you've got to really smash it and you've got to so that that was what the catalyst for getting me to being a pro otherwise I probably would have just floated around another couple of years and gradually got better but I probably wouldn't be where I'm at now at the time I'm at Given how lazy I know I am and my ethic is yeah. only when I go like, well, you, 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 if you're not in, you, you better be earning, basically. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, I have no time to do anything now. It's just like, you're never in because you, you're working all the time. And this is why you, know, you want to earn more money because you don't want to be going out Wednesday to Sunday every evening. Yeah, you're that like, makes sense. It's, it's just a job. It's not, it's, it's not as bad. I'm not paying like it's a bad <laughs> job. But it is like, you know, get, you know, sometimes a Saturday night you're thinking, I see some people, you know, walking around the village having a pint with a takeaway going back on a Saturday night thinking, that'd be nice. And I'm like going like, well, it's three o'clock now, but I've got to be in the car for six to drive to fucking some arse end of nowhere in a village hall. And I'm going, oh. And it keeps me off, it keeps me yeah, away from yeah. alcohol though. That's a, that's a blessing as well. Because I'm probably an alcoholic as well, so I've got everything. <laughs> but like, it keeps me from doing that. So it's good in that regard. It's like, you've got to drive, so therefore you, you're not drinking at 5pm on a Friday. Nice. Because I think if I didn't, I'd be, I if I didn't do comedy, <laughs> I, I'd just be like, what's, you wouldn't hear me say, what's the fucking point? Yeah. So I'd just be there, you go, bop, naked. As soon as you get into yeah. five o'clock. It'd be, yeah, every night I'd be like, what's the fucking point, drink. I think that's probably why people do think, what's the fucking point? And they just yeah. don't drink. They've got not, they're not working on it or they're not doing it and for whatever circumstance they give themselves, they've got, well, that's why I'm not doing it. And that's fine. I would judge that. I'd be like, yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. I'm the same. I, I completely see that. I see anyone who's a wreck or an alcoholic and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I understand that. People who end up going into drugs, I'm like, well, yeah, that's probably what, if I was from that background and that was what, and it was, it was it, it now brought up with people doing, like selling drugs and that was it, I'd be like, well, yeah, I'm not working the shit job. So if I was in a shit job, it was just yeah. about that I wasn't sort of around people selling drugs and all that, I probably hadn't ended up doing that. But like if I was there and then and then they were going like, well, do you want to earn two grand for standing on there for four hours? Just get I'd be like, Yeah, go ahead, fuck it. Just easy, innit? And then so, you end up in that world. Yeah. Same with that, it's just so you just sort of, I just basically want to find something I feel like it doesn't feel like work. And of all the jobs if you told me now there's another job that I could earn the same money at that involved less what I would consider work than stand up, I'd be interested to hear. <laughs> I'd be interested. I go, what's that involved? What do you do? Oh, you just sit and play on your phone and then go for a walk and have a coffee. Basically, you're retired, but we'll pay you X amount of money a year. I go, oh, I'll do that job then. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It can be three years. Yeah, if you said to me like this, but I, I say that, I say that, I do think I do like stand up though. I don't think I'd get to where I am. I think I do. I would eventually go, I'll do a gig now. Nice. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think <laughs> yeah. I will go, I'll potter for, I'll potter to it for me wages. <laughs> I'll go to Cafe Nero, have a cake and a coffee, go to the gym, get paid me wage for that job, whatever job, whoever's paying <laughs> me for that. When the machines take over, they're going to they gonna pay you for something. I'll be like, right, sound, that'll do me. And then, and then I'll go and gig at night for fun. Nice. And I mean, <laughs> it's really like uplifting. Mm. So now I'm going to ask you for one piece of advice. I mean, right. it might be hard for you, but um, one piece of advice. So, 
younger people that wanted to break through or mm. your younger self if you could go back? Um, advice? I don't know, I think I've been, I thought this myself but I also heard like I say, I want advice sort of, I just sort of give um, sort of information like Kevin, I've listened to a few Kevin R ones and he says he gives information not advice because advice is like do this, but his information is just like well this is what I want, this is what happened to me, you do whatever happened to you. Yeah. Which is what I've always always thought about when people, I've never really given advice. Like either comics give me advice and I've been like, right, okay, but I've looked at them and I don't really like what you do. Yeah. I'm not well like they're not even professionals, it's when you're starting out to get all the okay. open spots to other comedians. When you're all open spots, the open circuit open mic circuit is just wild. <laughs> all kinds of people in there. You know, criminals, everything you can think of on that on that open mic circuit, and they're yeah. coming off telling me what's I'm like, oh yeah, uh, no. I'll take it if somebody that I'm respecting is good. I'll be like, oh, like any any advice, any information. And often I find that the people that will give advice and useful stuff won't be forthright. They'll just yeah. go, well, this is what I think. You do with it whatever you want. Do you know what I mean? So, okay, yeah, yeah. so what would I advise? Um, so for for, for com- comedy, can we comedy? Yeah, yeah, your sure, life works. Stand up. All right, so if you want to get oh, just general advice, <laughs> fix your mortgage, <laughs> fix your mortgage. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but we did it a few years ago, and I think it's good. And we mum did it, I'm useless. I said, what, just do it. Uh, and, uh, um, uh, advice for someone who wants to maybe start stand-up. Uh, this seems stupid, but I would say keep applying for gigs. Because okay. people, a lot of people say keep gigging. And that's not in your control sometimes because someone's got to give you the gig. Yeah. And I think that's a hard part of stand-up because when I started, I never knew how to get a gig. I did about 10, 12 gigs in my first year, so I didn't know anyone. Two of the gigs I turned up at a bar at an open mic and said, can I go on? I almost got head buzzed at one of them because I started to start swearing and there was a kid's party and big Glaswegian <laughs> fella, come on, anyway. There's a guy who wants to do a bit of stand-up now and then... I come on, the band stopped playing, I come on about six o'clock on a Friday and this poor kids come around, they go, oh, geezers, and they start swearing like anything. Comes up to me and goes, you fucking swear, there's wee kiddies over here. And I was like, oh, so I was leaving, went, went over, my mates were like, all right, and I was like, all right, and they didn't know what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I just was in the pub and half eight, they were like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, shit, just been, just been at work. <laughs> they had no idea, I'd just been betting by some fellas. So my take would be, Keep applying for gigs. Nice. So there's forums on, on Facebook and everything. So Facebook Comedy Forum, Comedy Collective, that's more London. There's, there's always spots going there. So look at them. Do the gong shows like Beat the Frog. Because uh, the gong shows are good because when it's going bad, they'll get you off. Yeah. That, that people go, oh, no, you shouldn't be. But I, because I was that bad, I know that they're safe. They, be, they were kind. Yeah. Some yeah. of the gongings I got were kind. Like they gone, it's just, we, we barely laughed for two, three minutes here. It's not getting better. This is an amateur. Just get him off and let him come back in six weeks or whatever. So do the gong shows because they will get you off when you do it. And when you get through, generally you're doing all right. Yeah. Um, keep a book, keep applying because that's the energy. Okay. The energy. That's what takes the energy is actually sending the email, sending the message. Because you go, there's the gig, and you go, I can't, I can't bring myself to fly for that. Because I won't get it, and I can't be bothered. It happens with even as a professional, you look at a gig, you go, I can't even be able to send out an email now. But so, but like, as, as a new act, so keep applying, because they've got a comic stage time. But I think acts can get stage time now, a lot more. So keep applying for gigs, is what I'd say. Um, and 
I don't know because there's all the standard stuff, isn't there? You know, you just keep gigging is the one message. Keep going up there. Keep getting up there. But like, I'm trying to think of the times when you've gone. This is this is done now. What happened is what happened to me sometimes is I'd have such a bad gig that it would go right. You've got it. You've got to change now. Yeah. Like it would go. I'd be doing well with it, and then you just get a bit. You either you outgrow the material, it stops working. Something's happened where you go, this isn't working now. After or you just die so bad, or you just struggle, and you go, I couldn't. I didn't know what to do then. Like usually, I done a ten, it went fine. I done a ten, and it didn't go fine. You know, I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any gears then, and that's when you go. You need to get another bit now. And that used to give me the impetus to to write again. Okay. Nice. So I would say. Uh, whenever you have a bad gig, that's usually a good time to spare you on, because that's make or break. Then you have a bad gig and you go, "There's nothing I could have done, and I couldn't be any good." Write something else, yeah, and just see if that works. And sometimes you have a bad gig, and you have a bad gig, but basically, keep writing, keep gigging is what every comedian will tell you. And it just seems like giving that advice seems a bit like a bit pointless. That's what they hear all the time. Yeah. So the, the one I keep applying, um, yeah, just, you know, be nice. Be nice is always good for yeah. life and everything. Just be easy to work with. Um, yeah, there it is. Excuse me. Inside the actor's studio <laughs> yeah, right now. Just trying to give some sage bit of advice about the same. Oh, yeah. well, you wouldn't want to listen to this after the first five tonight, would you? <laughs> for the non-viewer, I don't know if you would do that. Jamie's just coming for a coroni. How'd it go? Yeah, I smashed it on. I ended at the start today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was! It <laughs> <laughs> a while. Did it? Got there. Sorry, this podcast got... Um, Sorry. It's alright, no. Yeah. What advice did you give? Um, don't let good gigs get to your head. Stop oh, that one. You always say that. Yeah. I said keep applying for gigs. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Okay. Uh, I don't really know what else. I thought of a good one. Don't let the fear of failure stop you from striving for success. Right, yeah. But know when to give up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the thing. It's like that, though, isn't it? Like, I've been saying it all podcast. No, no one's going to go. The whole podcast I've been saying about, like, oh, he's going to Leicester for that. Yeah. I'm going to Leicester for that. And that's when you get the panic. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And I've also said on the podcast that I, I, the irony is I've lost. I'm doing the successful, saying that I should be doing the podcast, be peeking into the abyss. But no, um, sorry, it's all about the green room. Now. Not, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that, can you? Know? I, I generally don't know about uh, any advice. Uh, I, I, that's keep applying for gigs. No, wicked. Um, uh, and just whenever you have a tough one, use that to write a bit more because you'll get lazy probably and be like that 10 works that 15 works that's 20 works I'm fine now then you have a, a 20 you go oh no that was hard so then you go oh that wasn't good and a better comedian would have been able to do more stuff or have more stuff for that room so then that make that that's what generally gets me getting the, I come off a gig and I go you need to write you need to get some more stuff lad, because that wasn't that wasn't good enough no. So yes. I'll be on the way back in the cargo, like right now you need to go through the new stuff notes you've been making and make some of this into something. Do you do you evaluate after your gig so like you drive to and from tonight? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna kind of think about tonight and be like, oh, 
can I have more? Can I change stuff? Or uh, no, because tonight started like because I'm on this t- the tour. I'm a bit, a bit complacent. Like, I've been very, I've been busy. So I'm a bit like, well, just getting up there, whatever. And I went up there. I was a bit, probably a little bit too relaxed, a bit unprepared. Turned up here ten minutes before the stage went on, cold, and I was just like, probably a bit not in. And we just done the glee as well, which is a lovely room. And I went on there, and I was just like, just on being on the cloud. And then he was a little bit eggy at the start, and I was like, oh shit, no, you need to start now. And then I got it going. But like the first two three minutes, it was like, ooh. And then I went, all right, come on now, start it. And then it went fine. Nice. And um, yeah, so yeah, tonight won't be a long drive home of checking out, you know, whether I've got it. But that might come on the tour. We're both hoping for that anyway, aren't we? Uh-huh. We're both hoping for a, a full twenty, straight twenty deck. Oh, just yeah. one out of twenty-five <laughs> days. Because there's no jeopardy. It's not like. <coughs> well, not, I said to you, you jeopardy. Really like, well, I said to you. You're gonna get sacked from me, don't you? Yeah, but I said to you. <laughs> Would it have an effect on your shit? And you think it would? And I thought, oh, maybe it would. I yeah. think it would. A death, a death. A death. Yeah. 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 But we, it, they're good to hear of, though, aren't they? They're good, they're good to hear of, but, yeah, but it's like, for you. in the room, it's, like, it's going to take me 15 to yeah. get on that, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, I'm not going to purposely start dying. Although, I've got it in my gears. Don't test me. <laughs> oh, no, he's not I'll take my career to the fucking pits. <laughs> as long as it's funny. As long as somebody's laughing at it. Like, if you, if you would enjoy watching me die, I'd be like, oh, come on then. Yeah. <laughs> come on then. There's nothing better than seeing you make die. Yeah. I'd love to see him have a, have a tough one. Because we've seen each other refit that, that yeah. often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. You don't need to. But well, the thing is with you, that now, because he's not going to be in the corner of a pub when no one's asked, and that's what I've got. Oh, I'd love to see him again when no one knew him. Yeah. Just in a room that wasn't great. Yeah. But he's out there now. It's good. It's done, and it's it's nice. It's it's good for a minute. Like he's not he's not gonna have to go into that war zone. That absolute battlefield. <laughs> yeah, I've got um, I've got trench foot though. I'll serve you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing on the series. You see some some acts that go. And you think, yeah, that's that's a nine year guy who's been in in the in the fucking shit. You know, and you see someone with cherry picked and just like, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, had a, yeah. I had a tough one at this corporate boy, he's getting paid five yeah, grand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck off me. Yeah, like we turned, it was like, I had the. the, the, the I died for 50 quid in my tea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, the, like I, I saw a poster one that the, the, the hot pot was to be confirmed. Right. That, like, the, the, well, I, I'm more available than mints. <laughs> They don't know whether they're going to have the mince there at the gig, but they'll have me. And you just think, and people only buy the ticket for the offer. People are there for the dinner, and you're the second. I've seen people go, do we have to sit through the comedy? You know, there's something the hot pot. Sit through it? We just want to have hot pot to get the snooker. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, no, no more advice. I probably, I need to try and prepare advice. Well, you've got your little saying, but you said that one before. Yeah. yeah. I'm quite, I'm good for new acts. What do you mean? I always like giving advice and stuff. If they ask for it, I don't give them some When you were in the trenches? Well, they don't ask as much in the trenches. Right. Hello. Hi, Ellie. Here's Ellie now. Hi, Ellie. Yes, there you go. Um, just a reminder to give your passes back. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have to do it now. Yes. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. See you, Ellie.
Just, uh, just one of those showrunners that's giving my access. Yeah, the line yards off the gig. That's that's uh, one better advice, uh, new access. Uh, always remember where you put your AAA pass. Yeah, and uh, always be nice to venue staff. Oh, oh, because they can listen, finish it. Listen, the people who run the world, Beyonce is the world. Girls up on the world, sound sex from the world. Who <laughs> sound sex? Who were they? Text, getting feedback. Oh, Soundtex. Yeah, yeah. I said Soundtex. Oh, well. Soundtex. I'm deaf as well, Adam. Oh, Soundtex from the world, mate. They can make or break it. Yeah. They, well, they're always, the ones that fill but, in the feedback. But, yeah, they fill the feedback forms, but they're all little worms. So if you go to them and go, that feedback's going to be good, isn't it? This is my episode, so I'm not so, going to say it. What? I think you should, like, threaten Soundtex to give you good Oh, advice. right. Good, good feedback. Yeah, you bully them to give you good feedback. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you bully them for that? Those little worms, are they? You have a pint with them after. Because they've got no mates. Right. You're like, yes, lad, come on. What, who? What clubs? I'll tell you. Ah, <laughs> come on. No one's listening to the was, they ain't thinking into success. Come on. Come on, lad. Why did you just do your worm? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do? Yeah. Uh, do you want to play the game proper? Yeah. Well, I don't do I don't play the game proper, as we know this. What a record this has been. I know, yeah. Literally, I've got some quick fire questions. If you're ready, you can jump in if you want. Okay. You can come at him if he says something stupid. All right, mate. I've opened up to you. Oh, the star's in now, is it? You know what? I'll be your first fucking walk-off. Yeah, well, Jamie, you finish this podcast. I've got a three-hour drive home now. <laughs> so funny, you're on a therapy couch as well. <laughs> I was gonna lie down that way and be like, there with me. Go on, go um, on. So, the first one is um, you're hosting the gig. I asked you this as well. Um, so, of course, you're the headliner. Of course. Who are you having to support you? No pressure, he did say. Right. Oh, no. Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, uh, what? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll have Jamie. That's one of my things. Is we spoke about this. Oh, the green, the green room. It was, is you need to split piss heads from non piss heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of think about diversity of like race and uh, gender and stuff and mm. styles, which I get. But there's yeah. also got to be just put the piss heads together yeah. and keep like the yeah. vegans together. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shoot. <laughs> no, uh, no, um, yeah, no, because no, when you'll check a lineup, so say you're the league, but somewhere you stay over, yeah, that green, you go right, you just want to, you just want a team of pissheads there, so you want like someone that, like, like, stayed goes hard, stayed will go hard, like, um, so Hutchie, uh, who else is a pisshead? Phil Ellis, no, Bevies, and I get on well with Phil, um, who else is a pisshead? See, I'm hasting to put Robin. Because uh, he's unbelievably. Um, <laughs> no. um, oh, I can't even. I don't really know anymore. Who did you put in? Who did I put in? I don't put Watson. <coughs> I think he just went Watson. I was just being in. I think he just went you two. Sam. In terms of piss out, I'd have JoJo there. Hello. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh yeah. I've got the big game to success. How do you solve it? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, 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 oh
Oh, I can't remember. I said, oh, I, I said, oh, oh, I tell Simon he fumbled that like going out in the first minute. Oh, shit. Oh, you got it, yeah. I got it on old, yeah. Sorry. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Nice to meet you, mate. I'm doing my success podcast. Sorry. Sorry. Three hours ago, piss. Yeah, I'm a good block. I've had three on, yeah. What? 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 Just talking about people I'd like on a bill with me. Uh, oh, right. I'm so I'm not, right. I'll get you one. Okay. You, you, actually, no, he's too drinks too much. <laughs> um, I'll do. I'll do. Be six, yeah, successful through authority. That's it. Um, Hudson right. uh, Ellis, and I'll just put Rob Thomas in so that I don't get any more. Uh, Jojo. Jojo's good. I've never. I've never been oh, on the pitch with Jojo. Never on. Um, is she always up for it, yeah? Yes. I've been on the one with Stay at Nottingham Glee. He, he, and they, I'll tell you who booze is. I'll tell you who's a good booze, like Nassion. Yes, yeah. We took Lopez in for a fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I have Lopez on as well. I had a good one in Nottingham. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I'll have Hutchie, Ellis, Ignacio, and I'll just put Rob Thomas in there. Rob Thomas and Ignacio doing two fives in the middle. Sweet. Um, karaoke song. Go to karaoke song. Oh, you can do a rendition if you like. I don't want to do that. I mean, I, I, I don't want it to be Mac the Knife. I don't want it to be, but I think it'd have to be that. And you want me to do it? If you want. I mean... Oh, the shopping has such teeth. I've got COVID at the minute, so I can't really do it behind. And shows in pearly way. Just a jackknife, as old Maggie And he keeps it out of sight. And now in the shark bites, with his teeth dear, scarlet billows start to spread. Her fancy gloves, though. Where's old Maggie So there's never, never a trace of it. Now on the sidewalk, I've done the verses there. No, oh, no, no. All out of order. No. But no, like today's performance, you know, to be honest. Do you know what would be great? If you are absolutely tanking. I did that. We want back. I have got COVID as well at the minute, so uh, that's why my voice has been off. No, no. I have got COVID out. No, no, it's test. all good. Okay. <laughs> um, that was embarrassing. Um, so if you've got a chef and he makes you a meal and you can put one thing to eat, one thing to drink and someone to eat it with, who are you choosing? And what are you eating and drinking? Uh, uh, ooh, I've got, uh, everyone knows I'd probably say steak. Red wine. And red wine. No. <laughs> uh, who am I eating it with? Anyone? Yeah, yeah, anyone. You can choose dead, alive, your nan, your yeah, mum. I was going to say my daughter for a laugh, but I think that. Who am I doing? Who am I staying with? Flip uh, um, that, put that out. That bit, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, no, because you imagine if someone said the daughter and you were like the kids, you'd be like, oh, come on. Uh, who'd be, who would I think would be a funny person to have a bit of food with? There's too many. 
I'd have it with anyone. I, I love, I love that meal. Uh, I'm just trying to think of someone weird. Who do you have? Who do I say? I can't believe Sam's fans. Oh, God. I know. What do you call it? I don't like him with people. It's a very individual thing. Yeah, but someone that'd be funny, right? Do you still doing a podcast? Yeah, we're wrapping up now, yeah. Oh, just a bouncer at the Penta Hotel. I'd have it with them. Whoever's on that, I'd have it with them. I, I, I was four in the morning. I was sort of the security guard in the Nottingham one. No, because no one was drinking. Right. <laughs> not fat guy who was barely hanging out. You know what I mean? Well, the, the, there's a guy who has the, he's got like the limb. Oh, yeah, yeah. The same lady, I'm he's just, Yeah, I was just like chatting with him. Like loads of recruitment consultants. And shit. Oh, oh, oh. Me and, when me and Ignacio were there, we, were, we got in at half nine in the morning and we went for that breakfast. That was one of the funniest things I've ever. Uh, Ignacio, that breakfast thing at half nine was hysterical. Oh, never again because obviously he's famous now, but that was so funny. Um, yeah, uh, whoever's on the door with the pen to it, I'll read more. Sweet. And then just to wrap up, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Simon Wozniak Comedy. <coughs> uh, I've got a podcast, another one podcast. Uh, so follow both of them pages. I'm on Twitter as well, Simon Wozniak One, but I don't really do Twitter. I don't understand it. I know it's X now. I haven't downloaded X, so I can't do X. I'm not on X or anything. So Twitter's just whatever. Um, so Instagram's the main one. Um, I'm sure I've got TikTok for the podcast as well, but as we know, that's going to ruin the, the world. Um, that's the, the, the collapse of the Western world, TikTok. Uh, yeah, so at Simon Wozniak Comedy on Instagram. Follow me on that. News, whatever. Sweet. Thank, thank you for coming on. And I mean, I've been it's been, really a a, <laughs> been a bit of a. It got a bit busy at the end, didn't it? It did, but no, we roll and it's been good. So, no, thank you. I'd love that. I'd love to jump back on in another few years. To add more to it. And add more and see where I'm at. There you go. And it can I, be kind of a little yeah, diary for yourself. Yeah, but don't have anyone else come back on. Right, only me. Only you. I'm the only repeat you're allowed. <laughs> okay. Wasn't that live at Ponton? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Fionch. <laughs> Hang on, that's not talking about. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Peaking to Success podcast. If you enjoyed, please make sure you follow us on Spotify as well as Instagram where you can see all the updates of who is coming up as well as who has already been on the podcast as well as Twitter where there is information and interaction from me on there as well. Thank you. The Bless is open every day from 12pm serving a wide range of beers, ciders, real ales and spirits. Their kitchen also provides handmade pizzas loaded nachos, chicken strips and ice cream from 5.50 to 10.30 Monday to Thursday and 12pm to 10.30pm Friday, Saturday and Sunday. The pub quiz is very popular with anyone that enjoys a good beer and a bit of a laugh with their mates. Taking place every Wednesday at 9pm, there's loads of prizes to be won including 
£50 drinks vouchers for the winners and a bottle of wine for the best team name. Everyone's a winner. They also have a spacious function room available to hire that can hold up to 100 people. Wow, that's a lot. Perfect for birthday parties, work events, weddings and wakes. The Bless really comes to life at the weekends with their branded nights of stone love and fully loaded where the DJs play alternative, indie and rock music spanning the generations until the early hours of 2am. There really is something for everyone in what is arguably Derby's best pub.